Good morning and God bless you. You are here with me, Jermaine Jackson, as we are going into another session of Testimonial Tuesday by way of the New Beginnings podcast. For all that are listening, for all that may uh, listen to this on replay, you may share it to your page. I want to welcome you in um, to this Bible teaching session. Please remember to follow the New Beginnings uh, podcast with Jay Jackson on YouTube. You can also listen to it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever uh, platform you use to do your streaming podcast. You can listen to, um, you know, my podcast. Amen. Uh, tell somebody about it. You know, one of the best ways for us to support each other is to let someone else know, share um, our different venues, businesses, podcasts, whatever we're doing. Share it and tell a friend about it. If you like the content that's being shared here, if you enjoyed the Bible teaching, let somebody else know so they can enjoy it as well. But I just truly give honor to God. I thank God for this platform. I thank God for the ability and the willingness. Amen. I love to share the word of God. I love to talk about God. I love to talk about Jesus Christ. Amen. Um, today, we're going to um, share a lesson with you talking about let go of the offenses. We're going to be talking about forgiveness. Amen. This is part one. We will do part two next week. But before we get into our lesson, let us have a word of prayer as we want to acknowledge the spirit of God. Amen. How many of you know that we wouldn't be here if it was not for the Lord? So before we get too far, before we ask God for anything, we just want to acknowledge his presence, his spirit, his sovereignty and acknowledge God for being God. Gracious and heavenly father, I thank you. I praise you and I magnify you. I give you all of the glory, the honor and the praise. It is from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same that the name of the Lord is worthy to be praised. And father, I just thank you for being God. I thank you for being faithful. I thank you for your love and your concern about your people, oh God. I thank you, Lord, that you even loved us enough that you gave us your only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Thank you, God, for being concerned about mankind and giving us an opportunity, oh God, to come back to you, Lord. Hallelujah. Through our faith in Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your shed blood that is on the cross. Thank you for paying the price for our sin. It is through Jesus Christ that we are sanctified, that we are justified, that there is therefore now no condemnation to them who believe in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah for your redemptive work on the cross. Thank you for being the appropriation for our sin. God, I am so grateful, oh Lord. And Lord, as I come before you on this morning, God, preparing to expound and teach on your word, Lord, I come before you confessing my sins. For Lord, you said, if I confess my sins, that you would be faithful and just to forgive me of my sins and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for the work that you did. You only had to do it once, oh God. But I come before you asking for mercy. I come before you asking for grace. I come before you asking to create in me a clean heart. And to renew within me the right spirit, oh God, hallelujah, forgive me for any thoughts, any words, any dispositions, anything I could have said and done, oh God, that was not pleasing in thy eyesight, that came contrary to your word, oh God, hallelujah. Father, I know that my righteousness is as filthy rags, my God, so I give you praise, I give you honor, God, and I give you glory, and I magnify you on today, hallelujah, I know that your grace is sufficient for me. Woo, bless the name of the Lord. And Father, I thank you. 
I praise you. I glorify you and I lift you up and I thank you for being God. Lord, bless everyone that would listen, oh God, whether they come into this live feed, bless them if they put it on replay, God, for everyone under the sound of my voice, God, bless their house, bless their family. I plead the blood over them right now in the name of Jesus. I command sickness and disease to come out in the name of Jesus. I'm praying that bodies would be healed by the power and authority of the name of Jesus. Father, I believe you for it. And I give you the praise, honor, and the glory. Thank you, God, for working everything out for our good. Hallelujah. I give you praise. I magnify you because you are God. And I thank you even now. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen. So I truly give an honor to God who is the head of my life. I thank God for yet finding me saved, sanctified, and filled with his precious Holy Ghost. Amen. I want to give honor to my pastors, Pastor Latanya Menzies, Pastor Xavier Menzies of the Christian Family Worship Center, located at 6532 Arizona Avenue, Hammond, Indiana. Amen. Come out and join us for uh, Sunday school, 930 uh, morning worship at 1015. Amen. We'd love to have you as our special guest. Let's get into the word. I want to thank God for those that have come into the room. Amen. Bless you. Uh, Pastor Holloway, amen. God bless you. To any of those that have come that if I don't see your name in the comments, I try to do my best to look at the comments and acknowledge those that come in. Amen. Always thank you for your support and your commentary. Amen. It's a blessing. Today's lesson, part one, is about let go of the offenses. Amen. Let go of the offenses. We're going to be talking about forgiveness. We're going to be talking about letting go and moving forward. But we're here in the word of God. We're going to be in Luke, the 17th chapter. I'm going to be reading from the Amplified. I am excited about this lesson. God just laid it on my heart to talk about forgiveness. You know, as I go through my everyday life, there are just different things that I see, different people that I talk to, different experiences that I have. And God will just begin to speak with me. There are just some things that lay subjects that lay heavy on my heart. And I ask God, Lord, just take me in your word, Father. Give me what to say to your people. My goal is that every time I come on this platform, every time that I have the opportunity to teach the word of God is that I can reach one person, that I can help somebody, that I can um, encourage someone. Oh, God, you know, I may not get 40, 50 people on here, but I just want to help one. Amen. Amen. Don't you know that he'll leave the 99 and he'll go for the one? My God. So that has always been the intent of my heart. Lord, show me how to reach the one, oh, God, through the power of your word. So let's go into Luke 17. And let's begin reading. Uh, we're going to do the first six verses. Jesus said to his disciples, stumbling blocks, temptations and traps set to lure one to sin are sure to come. But woe, judgment is coming to him through whom they come. It would be better for him if a millstone as a large as one turned by a donkey were hung around his neck and he were hurled into the sea. Then for him to cause one of these little ones to stumble in sin and lose faith. Pay attention to always be on guard, looking out for one another. If your brother sins and disregards God's precepts, solemnly warn him. And if he repents and changes, come on, Bible, forgive him. Even if he sins against you seven times a day and returns to you seven times and says, I repent, you must forgive him. This is give up resentment. I want y'all to hear this and consider the offense recalled and annulled. The apostle said to the Lord, increase our faith, our ability to confidently trust in God and in his power. And the Lord said, if you have confident abiding faith in God, even as small as a mustard seed, you could say to this mulberry tree, which has very strong roots, be pulled up by the roots and be planted in the sea. 
And if the request was in agreement with the will of God, it would have obeyed you. Jesus here is speaking to his disciples in this passage of scripture, talking about offenses. When he says, he said to his disciples, stumbling blocks. So when we talk about disciple, Christ is talking to us. Jesus is talking to us. Those of us that are followers of Jesus Christ, we are his disciples. Amen. Temptations and traps are said to lure one to sin. They're sure to come. Jesus is saying, you're going to be offended. People are going to do things to you. People are going to say things to you. There's no way to avoid it. I just want to set the foundation of that. We're going to have people and things that are going to offend us. I know sometimes we walk through life, we try not to be offended. We will purposely stay away from certain people. You ever like been around a person and heard about them, how they say things, how they do things, and you purposely try to stay out their way, stay from out their company because you don't want to go through that. But somewhere in life, somebody's going to offend you. Somebody's going to say something wrong with you. Somebody's going to lie on you. Your name will come up in conversations that it shouldn't be a part of. Your name will be scandalized. It's going to happen. Didn't it happen to Jesus? Didn't they lie on Jesus? Come on. Didn't they talk about Jesus? Didn't they say he was not the son of God? He didn't have the right to forgive sins. Didn't they get on Jesus because he was healing on the Sabbath? Come on. So if it happened to Jesus, you don't think it's going to happen to us that are his disciples, that are the followers of Jesus Christ? that we're going to go through the same thing that Christ went through. Amen. So we're going to have offenses. Jesus said it's going to happen. But he said judgment is coming to him through who the offense comes. Now, as the people of God, we should not walk around life trying to offend other people. Do we make mistakes? Yes, we do. Come on. If we be honest with ourselves, that's why every day we need to pray and ask God for forgiveness. Sometimes we say and do things unaware. We could have said something and in our mind think that it was okay, but we could have offended somebody. Every day we need to be praying, Lord, forgive me. Forgive me for the words I spoke. Forgive me for thoughts that I had that were not like you, God. We have the ability to feel, to offend others. And we need to be mindful that, the remember, what is it about the power of the tongue? Life and death is in the power of the tongue. The tongue can't be tamed. So a lot of times we say things. We could think we joking. We could think we playing around, but we truly offended people. So just like we could be offended, we can offend others. And you know what people say? See, that's good to go to church folks again, saying certain things and doing it. Guess what? We're not perfect. The Bible says our righteousness as, as filthy rags. I don't care how saved you are, how much you love God. And Holy Ghost feel all of that. The Bible says the righteous are going to scarcely make it in. So we got some things to work on because the flesh and the spirit war against each other. We are in a daily war with our flesh, but the spirit has the power to overcome the flesh. But this flesh, if we do not get it under control by the power of the spirit of God, then this flesh will overtake us. Yes, I am talking to you, believer. I'm talking to you, disciple of Jesus Christ. I'm talking to you that is faithful to your ministries. Amen. If we do not keep this flesh under subjection through the spirit of God, our flesh will get out of control and we will do and say the wrong things. If we do not constantly stay prayed up, if we do not constantly stay in our word, if we do not constantly, if we are not guided and led by the spirit on the daily basis, amen, we can be the ones that are the offenders. But Jesus was saying, warn to them to come through whom they come. It would be better for him if a millstone 
Come on. Jesus said, if you put this millstone on your neck and if you were hurled into the sea for him to cause one of these little ones to stumble in sin and lose faith. Can I talk to you, believer? We don't want to cause those that don't know God. If you look at this um, parable in the book of Matthew, he was talking about, he, Jesus said, bring the little children unto me. He said, warn to him that will cause one of these little ones to stumble. Those, you know, in church, we have babes in Christ. Those that are new to God, those that don't know the word, that have not come into the knowledge and full revelation of Jesus Christ. But here he's saying that warn to them that cause the ones to stumble that are in sin and lose faith. Can I tell you there's somebody watching your life that when you say you believe in Jesus Christ, when you say that you're a, a disciple of God, that somebody is watching you, that there is someone in the world that is unsaved, that is looking at your life, that is trying to have faith in Christ, that is trying to develop faith in God. And they're watching everything you do. They're listening to everything that you say. And you are the reference point. God, I give you praise. Hallelujah. That if I'm going to believe in God. If I'm going to have faith, faith is simply belief. We believe in a lot of things. Everybody has a measure of faith. Can I tell you that? God gave all of us a measure of faith. It's about where you place that faith. We all believe. Many of you are getting up this morning and you believe that as you go to work, if you do your eight hours, you're going to receive a check either later this week or two weeks from now. You have the faith to believe that if I go and put in his work, if I clock in at this job, they're going to pay me. Come on. Meaning you woke up this morning, you're drinking your coffee, you got your Starbucks, you're eating your breakfast, that you believe that if I woke up this morning and if I have my normal coffee, if I have my breakfast sandwich, I have the faith to believe that it's going to give me the energy that I need to wake up and start my day. Come on, let's not get too deep about faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. But we put faith in a lot of things, but we talk about our faith in God. Come on, our faith in Jesus Christ somebody's watching you. I believe that as believers, as disciples of Jesus Christ, come on, that when we understand that mindset that somebody's watching us. Well, some people may say, well, I ain't trying to be out there. Let's look at your social media. I ain't, I ain't trying to come against nobody. We got to even be careful what we post. Come on. I know that social media is open, though the world wide web is open to everybody. But when you are the example of Christ, Christ ain't coming back down here. We are his ambassadors in the land. So what are you posting? What are you representing? Come on. How are people looking at your life? You see many so many of those famous people, you see the different things about issues about those that post that may be gospel singers, pastors, all this stuff, and people question things. I've had people come to me, oh, Jermaine, did you see this pastor posted this? This uh, gospel singer posted that. And here's my thing about that. I'm not here to judge and question what anybody does in their personal time. But if I don't want no fire lit up on me, everything ain't meant for social media. Amen. There are some things that should be done in the privacy of your home, especially those that are uh, leaders in the church that are married. Every married person deserves to go out and have fun with their husband or wife. But if you're doing some things that you think could be questioned, just don't post it. Everything ain't meant for social media. Everything ain't meant for everybody to see. There are some things that need to be kept private, especially. When it comes to marriage, everybody don't have to know everything I do with my wife, everywhere me and my wife go. That's between us how we spend our time together. I ain't got to post everything. Amen. So sometimes when the saints are under fire, when we come under question because of our behavior, it's because of what we put out there. Because there are these little ones that are trying to have faith in God, 
faith in Jesus Christ. And they're looking at your life and they're saying that they're supposed to be a difference based off what I read in the Bible. Come on. They're supposed to be a separation. Remember, we are in the world, but we are not like the world. We are not of the world. So their mind is saying, I'm looking at you because you're supposed to be doing something that's not like this world. I'm trying to identify what it is to be a disciple, what it is to follow Jesus Christ. And I'm looking at you. But what if we are exemplifying a lifestyle that could cause somebody to lose faith? Jesus said it's better to put a millstone on your neck and throw you in the sea. Jesus said you ain't no good. You call yourself my disciple, but you're causing those in the world to lose faith in me because of your actions, because of you offending them. We got to be careful with our words, people of God. Got to be careful with how we treat others. Got to be careful how we what we say about others. You don't want to be at the water cooler today at work in the midst of a conversation dogging people out because somebody's losing faith because the one that's supposed to be saved, the one that's supposed to be acknowledging God and all that they do, you're sitting here talking about somebody else and causing somebody to lose faith. They're looking at you saying, mm, you participating in this conversation, you not as saved as you think you are. And we, and we are causing people to lose faith in who God is because of our actions, because of our offenses. So be careful as you go throughout your day, people of God. Not just you, I'm saying me as well. I'm, I'll try to, to the best of my ability, be careful how I respond to people. In my professional capacity, I'm a manager. I try to be very careful how I respond to my staff, how I respond to my supervisors, to everyone, because I can say something that in Jermaine's mind, I'm OK with what I said. But in somebody else hearing, they're offended. And then when I try to direct them and help them, they can't hear me because they're saying he offended me with the way we have to watch our tone. We have to watch our bodily disposition. Don't roll your eyes at nobody today. Don't get somebody to. Oh, God, watch how you smacking your lips. Be careful because we don't want to offend someone and cause them to lose faith in God, in Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus said, pay attention and always be on guard. He said, looking out for one another. He said, if your brother sins, I like when I read this and disregards God's precepts, solemnly warn him. Come on. We can warn our brothers and sisters that, hey. I'm not judging you. I'm just warning you according to the word. Be careful. And if he repents and changes, forgive him. Even if he sins against you. We hear this verse all the time. How many times did Jesus say forgive them? Seven times 70. Seven times 70. Even if he sins against you. Now, whoo, God, I thank you. Hallelujah. It's easy to point out somebody wrong when they ain't did nothing to you. Ain't it simple to pull somebody to the side? Hey, hey, brother. Hey, sister. Listen, I just want to let you know kind of what you're doing, what you said, that, that that ain't the best choice. But what happens when the person offends you? What happened when somebody says something to you and you getting your feelings? What happened when you the one that got lied on? Now, it was easy when you pointed out that that person shouldn't be lying. We done been in a conversation. Oh, excuse me. I, I can't be a part of this conversation. Um. I was talking to my kids yesterday. We was talking about some different things, and they were just saying, they kept saying this, ooh, messy. I said, why y'all keep saying that? They said, it's just been a messy day. People have been messy at school. People are messy here. It's just been a mess all day. Sometimes we have excluded ourselves from conversations because of what's being talked about. Because the Bible says, you know, such were some of you. 
Our name is not to be named among something. Some things the believer, the disciple of Jesus Christ, we're not supposed to be a part of. So we'll put up that little church finger and say, excuse me, y'all, I'm going to excuse myself from this conversation because it's not a fruitful conversation. You know, don't let evil communication corrupt your good matter. We excuse ourselves. But what happened when you're the one offended? What did Jesus say? Even if he sins against you, your brother. Amen. That could be your brother in Christ. If someone offends, uh, sins against you seven times a day, wait a minute. You done lied on me all day? Not one time, seven times? You done lied on me? You done scandalized my name? And returns to you seven times and says, I repent. You must forgive them. That is, listen to this. That's why I read in the Amplified. Give up resentment and consider the offense recalled in a no. How many of us can truly say in our heart when someone has offended us and they apologize? I'm sorry for what I said or did to you. They came back to you and repented. Did you truly let go of the offense and forgive them? I just want to take a pause right there. Play it back in your mind. Are you harboring any unforgiveness or bitterness towards someone in your heart that offended you unjustly? You ain't do nothing to them, but they said or did something to you. And then they came and acknowledged, yeah, I said it. I did it. I'm sorry. And I'm asking you to forgive me. I was wrong for what I did. Are you still in your feelings? Are you still holding something against them? Let's stay in the Bible. The apostles said, Lord, they were speaking back, increase our faith, our ability to confidently trust in God and in his power. So the disciples reply was, wait a minute, Jesus, you telling us if somebody offend us, we supposed to forgive them when they acknowledge they're wrong and they ask for forgiveness. They say that they're sorry when they turn, when they repent, when they turn and say, here's the kicker. How many people have done you wrong and said, I promise you, I will never do this to you again and some of us know we got repeat offenders in our lives come on how many times has somebody told you i'm sorry i won't do that again and they turn around and do the same thing to you or worse but jesus said if they come to you each time and, and repent we supposed to forgive them the disciples said lord increase our faith <laughs> wait, wait a minute god I, I know what you're saying jesus but increase our faith the, the ability to obey this command I believe the disciples were honest like many of us. If we be honest, our pressure be, Lord, increase our faith. Because if you do me wrong once, shame on you. Do me twice, shame on me. I, I think that's how the saying go. So if I let you get me a second time, then what they say, I, I, I'm boo-boo the fool. I'm the one that I, I let you get me twice. You know what? Forget you. We write people off. We stay out of their presence. We don't fool with them no more. But do we forgive them? And how do we forgive the ones that never say, I'm sorry? How long do we carry the offense with us? Do we let the offense go? Jesus said, if they repented, they come to you. What if they come to you years later? You know what? I realized what I did to you two years ago. And I just want to come back and say to you that I did the wrong thing. Forgive me. Can we be obedient and have enough faith in God to say, Lord, I'm going to be obedient to your word because you told me that if they come and acknowledge, they come and repent. If they come and ask for, that I'm supposed to extend that forgiveness. Come on. Because didn't God forgive us? 
Didn't he give us his only begotten son that died for the sins of the world? Don't we continually offend God? God, I give you praise. I don't know how many of you all are listening to me that are walking on this earth that is perfect. I know that I'm not. But even the disciple, us that follow Christ, that are believers, that acknowledge God in all of our ways, and all of all of it, we're not perfect. Don't we make mistakes? Don't we do things that go against the word of God and we have accidents or mishaps or slip ups? But God is yet merciful. Doesn't the Bible say that we could come boldly before the throne of grace to obtain mercy, to obtain help in the time of need? That we can keep coming to the throne. We can keep coming to the altar. Lord, forgive me. I'm sorry, Lord. I repent. I promise you I won't do this. And God yet extends his grace and his mercy. He says, my grace is sufficient. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. Thy compassion faileth not, for they are new every morning. Can I tell you this morning, you rose up with some new mercy because of God? So God yet extends his mercy and his grace. He is yet forgiving us, yet being loving and compassionate toward us. So how can I, as the believer, as a disciple of Jesus Christ, not extend that same grace to somebody else? But the disciple says, Lord, increase our faith. If I'm not willing to forgive others when they are acknowledging they did me wrong and let go of the offense, then I ain't got enough faith. Verse six. And the Lord said, if you have confident abiding faith in God, even as small as a mustard seed, you can say that this mulberry tree, which has very strong roots, be pulled up by the roots and be planted in the sea. And if the request was in agreement with the will of God, it would have obeyed you. It's the will of God that we have the faith to believe in his word, to forgive others and to let go of the offenses. I always say this. There are people I believe in this world that have wrong and done wrong to others and that have left this earth. Maybe they didn't apologize. There are people that are carrying around unforgiveness and bitterness toward people that ain't even here anymore. That's not able to let go of the offenses that have brokenness and holes in their heart because of what's been done to them. It wasn't fair what was done. It wasn't fair what was said about them. And that person ain't even wrong, but they have been done wrong. Jesus said offenses are to come. If there's another, uh, but it says it's inevitable. We cannot avoid being offended. We cannot avoid being done wrong. Christ couldn't avoid it. So we cannot avoid it. But our reaction to it can be completely different. Can I tell you this morning, have faith in God? Obedience is better than sacrifice. Don't sacrifice your feelings and your emotions to say, well, I'm not going to forgive somebody because of how they did me. I deserve to be mad. And you may have a point. But as the believer, as a disciple of Jesus Christ, what are we going to respond to? Let's respond to the word of God. If they acknowledge what they've done and they come to us seeking forgiveness, grace, mercy, we're supposed to forgive them. I'm not saying it's easy. I some of you may be listening to me saying, man, Jermaine, that that seems that it can't be that simple. No, I've been there where I've been done wrong. I've been on my knees and prayed. There was a situation I had where I said, Lord, you gotta help me forgive. I've been the disciples. Lord, increase my faith. Because based off what this person did to me, I don't think I deserve to forgive them because I did nothing to deserve what they've done to me. But I remember being on my knees saying, Lord, show me, help me to forgive them. Help me to forgive them, God. 
Because under Jermaine, in Jermaine's flesh, my flesh said, please, man, you don't owe them nothing. But that spirit man said, get on your knees and pray. Hallelujah. And I said, Lord, increase my faith that I will be able to forgive them. Now, years later, this person came and apologized to me for what was done. It was a watered down apology, but I'll take it. But I thank God that I had already forgiven them. The apology, them, them approaching me, acknowledging what was done wrong, it came later on. Amen. Thank God. But I had already forgiven them because I didn't want to carry around that unforgiveness and bitterness and hatred in my heart. It was eating away at me. So I got into the word and said, Lord, I was like the apostles. Lord, increase our faith, our ability to trust in God and his power. When you respond to the word of God, God will give you the power to forgive. He'll take it out your heart. I'm a living witness. I know what it is to have hatred towards someone, bitterness, anger, all of that for what somebody has done to me. But I can stand here as a living testimony that when you get in your word and respond to things the way that God and ask Lord and ask God, Lord, give me the faith. Give me, show me how I'm supposed to forgive, how I'm supposed to move on past this. God will take it out your heart <clears throat> that I can see people now that have done me wrong and I don't even think about it. Now, I ain't saying I put myself in a presence so they can get another opportunity. Because I don't know if they changed. I, I don't know if they got themselves together. But I can see them, and I don't feel no type of way about it. Hey, how you doing? God bless you. Have a good day. Nice to talk to you. And I keep it moving. I don't have anything in my heart against them anymore because God took it away. So as I prepare to end this session of Testimonial Tuesday, I just want to encourage you. Let's respond to the offense the way that God told us to. And if you don't have the ability, it's okay. Somebody could have done you wrong. You can respond, Lord, it says here, increase our faith. Lord, help me. Don't be ashamed. Don't hear this message and feel like, wow, I heard what, what, what Jermaine talked about. And I, I'm starting to look at my heart and realize, wow, I haven't got, I haven't forgiven some people. I haven't let it go. Yeah, some people will come back and acknowledge when they did you wrong. And they will ask you to forgive them. But some people won't. But how long are you going to hold on to that offense? How long will you hold on to the unforgiveness, the bitterness, the hatred, the, the, the despitefulness toward them, the disdain toward them? We don't want to walk around with that in our heart. We don't want to because it eats away at you. It's like a cancer. It's like a disease to carry that stuff in your heart. My prayer for you is that you will get healed and let go of the offense and have the faith to trust in the ability and the power of God that you can. Because listen, we need to have faith in God because there are some other things. What did Jesus say? That he said, if you have confident abiding faith in God, even as small as a mustard seed, you'll speak to the mulberry tree. Very strong roots. But if your request was in agreement with the will of God, it would have to obey. If I say, if I command a tree, be pulled up and go be planted into the sea. Being able to forgive and having the faith to forgive is in alignment with the will of God. Because God forgave us. And that's the end of it. I want my request, my thought process to line up with the word and the will of God. So when you're asking God, Lord, increase my faith, help me to be able to forgive. God's will is for you to forgive. God don't want you to carry around the offenses. God don't want you to carry around what somebody did to you when you was five, six years old. Do we carry that stuff? Yes. 
Many of us, we were abused. Things were done to us. Things were said to us. Sometimes we were just children. My God, I give you praise. Stuff was done to us. We were wronged. In our childhood, we did nothing to deserve what we went through. But God wants you to be healed and made whole from that thing. Woo, have your way, God. Yay. Father, heal even now in the name of Jesus. Heal that one that is still dealing with the trauma and pain from their childhood. That the person that did something that lied on you, that made your life miserable, they still walking around on this earth and you can't move past it because of what they did. I pray that by faith in Jesus Christ that you will be made whole even now by the power and authority that is in the name of Jesus, that you will let go of the offense. Some of us have been carrying around burdens for 20, 30 years. That there's areas of our life that we can't progress and move in because of the offenses. But I came with part one of this word today to let you know, have faith in God. Have faith in God. Ask God. I told you I was there. I know what it is to get on my knees and pray and say, Lord, help me to forgive this person. I need you to give me the faith and show me how to do this because I don't want to. But I know that if I'm going to be in alignment with your will, whoo, God, I give you praise with your word, God. I want to be in alignment with what your word says. Father, help me to have the faith to believe what your word says. And I'm a living witness that God will take that out of your heart. He will take the bitterness, he will take the unforgiveness, and he will help you to forgive a person. I'm talking about real forgiveness, where I seen a person and I don't have nothing in my heart. When I mean I don't have nothing against them, that God, through the power of God, I was able to forgive them for real. I'm talking about for real. So I hope that you've enjoyed part one of let go of the offenses. And let's go into a word of prayer. Father, I just thank you, God, for your word. Father, I thank you for the part one of this message, oh God. Lord, we are looking forward to part two. And Father, I am praying for that one. Yeah, for that one, those. Father, that thing said heavy on my spirit. He got out on a say, Glory. Thank you, Holy Spirit. That are still dealing with the childhood pain and trauma of what someone has done to them, oh God. What was said about them, oh God. And they have grown into their adult years. They have grown into their teenage years and they are still carrying the offense. But I pray, oh God, that you would increase their faith, that you would give them the faith, the mindset, the belief to be able to let it go. Oh God, Lord, strengthen their heart, strengthen their mind. Oh God, Whew, that they would be able to let the offense go and forgive the one. Father, I thank you for everyone that will come and openly acknowledge what they have said or done to us and they were wrong. Oh God. Let us not get into a position where we want to sit there and rebuke them or tell them off or to front them and have the response. I know you said what you said. I was just waiting. Father, let that not even be our response. But let us respond in accordance to your word. You told us to forgive that they come before us and they repent, oh God. If they come against us seven times and they repent seven times, we're supposed to forgive them. Father, increase our faith to be able to react in accordance to your word and to what your will is for our life, oh God. Hallelujah. We want to be in your will, oh God. Let us get off of our agenda and be in your will in our everyday parts of our life, God, in the name of Jesus. Lord Jesus, you came to heal the brokenhearted. 
Heal those that are broken in their hearts. I bind spirits of depression. I come against the spirit of anger and rage and bitterness. I bind it up in the name of Jesus. The blood is against you, Satan. I declare today that we're going to be free from offenses. We're going to be free from burdens. We're going to be free from the heaviness, from those uh, weights and sins that tries to so easily beset us from what was done to us. It was unfair. It was unjust. Father, we understand that. But I'm declaring for freedom right now in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that we are letting go of the offenses. We are letting go for what was said. We are letting go of everything that was done to us. Oh, God, hallelujah. Because we want to progress and move forward in life. God, you are a healer, hallelujah, of the brokenhearted. You can heal us from the pain and the trauma of our past. I thank you, God. You're helping us to move forward and progress in life. And I give you the praise, the honor, and the glory for what you're doing for us now. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you all. want to thank you all for being a part of the New Beginnings podcast, Testimonial Tuesday. Man, please continue to like and share. Um, follow me on YouTube, uh, different um, podcast platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, right here on Facebook. Um, every uh, thing that I do for the podcast is also on my Facebook. So I know some people don't have multiple platforms. Amen. And as we prepare to go today, I also want to open up um, this opportunity for you to accept Christ into your life. If you don't know Jesus Christ and the pardon of your sins, the Bible says in Romans 10 and 9, if we confess with our mouths the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that Christ, that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. One of the best ways for you to get rid of the offenses, let Christ into your heart today. When Jesus sat on the cross and the world turned their back on him, they talked about Jesus, they mocked him, they beat him, pierced him in his side. Before Jesus died, he looked upon them and said, Father, Forgive them, for they know not what they do. And Jesus had every right not to die for the sins of this world. And not that he, he didn't just die for the present people. He died for those before and those that would come after. He died for the sins of this entire world, for generations to come, for generations before. He died for all of us. Jesus is here for you, and he loves you, and he cares about you. So you just got to believe it takes faith. Jesus did the work for you. But if you have the faith to believe that Christ died for you, you can accept him into your heart today. And as you let Jesus in, I'm a living witness. He'll begin to give you the strength and the ability to let go of the offenses. God bless you. You can connect with me if you ever need prayer. You know, I'm here for you. You can go through my uh, emails. You see it coming across the ticker. I'm ready to stand in prayer with you for all those that were a part of the live feed. Bless you, Pastor Holloway. Bless you to my mama, uh, Minister Kelly, to Tyana Menzies. Amen. One of my favorite young adults. Amen. Bless you, Ty. And to those, if you didn't make a comment, I wasn't able to see your name. Thank you for being part of this session, Testimonial Tuesday. Join me for part two. Amen. Remember, part one, let go of the offenses. Have faith in God. The will of God. Faith. We're going to talk about part two, letting go of the offenses on next week. God bless you. Have a most exceptional day and join me next week right here by way of the New Beginnings podcast with Jay Jackson for Testimonial Tuesday. Love you with the love of Christ.